0: Everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippin. And we're very fortunate today to have Chris Lilly with us from Big Bob's Barbecue in Decatur, which state?
1: Alabama. Alabama.
0: There you go. There you go. So this is the part of the show where we kind of talk about anything, not just barbecue. A lot of it's you know centers around barbecue Chris, but we also do some fun things out there. <clears throat> um if you could work with one of your barbecue heroes, who would it be? What wow. if you have barbecue yep. heroes?
1: That's wow. A toughie. That is a toughie. That is, that is, that is the, the thing about it is I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of my barbecue heroes and cook with them, whether it be in competition or at caterings and stuff like that. So you know, uh, Mike Mills or Pat Burke or uh, a yeah. uh, Paul Kirk, and then some of the guys that I hang out with regularly now, like a Tuffy Stone or Ray Lampy or Leanne Whippin. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs>
0: that's
1: that's my answer. Oh, there I you wanna, go. <laughs> I want to I want to
0: cook with Leanne within.
1: Okay, we need to do that someday. Well, maybe we that.
0: can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. maybe we can have that make really make that happen. What does the best day for Chris Lilly contain as far as activities?
1: Outdoors. It's got to be outdoors, uh, whether it is cooking or in the woods hunting or, uh, it's definitely an all day outdoor day. Um, you know, it's, it's got to have friends in the picture too. So, uh, and it's got to have a lighted grill. So basically I'm, uh, you know, I'm cooking something outdoors, hanging out with friends and, uh, just, just enjoying life, you know. There you go. What do you think
0: is the best barbecue book you ever read? This is not an endorsement. This is just your personal opinion.
1: Gosh. You know, I will tell you this. The first one I ever read was, uh, was the Barbecue Bible. That is from mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. And what interests me, because I love to travel and everything, with the different flavor profiles from all over the world, Uh, you know, and gave me some ideas about where I wanted to go because of what they cooked. Uh, So, yeah, Stephen Reichlin's first book uh, was the first barbecue book I ever read. And his first one that I ever bought, that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was was early on. But there's been so many great, great barbecue books.
0: But that was. Mm -hmm. No, it's um, it's amazing when I ask that question, how many people go to Stephen's barbecue bible? It's just like they think about it for a second and they go, actually, I got my biggest incentive from reading that book. It kind of opened some mental doors for me or, you know, whatever. And I think I've got a first edition or you can't see it because we've got a green screen. But right behind me back there, how long did it take you when you were learning not to, quote unquote, peek under the lid, Chris?
1: Um, and I learned really, really quick because uh, when you're in the barbecue restaurant in the big Bob Gibson's pit room and you've got the big weighted steel doors and you open and close, uh, you if you don't get your hand slapped by the old pit master uh, uh, and a little adjustment there, you learn pretty quick when you open it up that, uh, you know, you're not accomplishing anything And I would say more than letting the heat out, you're letting the uh, captured moisture out. You've got all those chickens or all that pork in there. You've got so much built-in moisture that is in your cooker. But when you start opening it, I think it's more about letting that moisture out than it is about letting the heat out. You want to trap that moisture to keep your uh, meat tender during, during a long cook.
0: Okay, so if Leanne and I declared you supreme ruler of barbecue for one week, and you could make any decrees that you wanted, what would your decree be? Your first and your most important point. Gosh. I have absolutely no
1: idea. You know, when my cook and barbecue, there's there's a lot of people different from me. uh, I don't like drama. I don't like politics. I don't give a whole lot of thought to uh, what should be done and what I should be doing and what I just go with the flow. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what I would do, what I would decree. um, Oh, gosh, you got me on that. Okay. If I think if I think of something, I will shout it out probably during the next question. But but <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. Okay. I would probably just yeah just ride right along. I wouldn't change a thing.
0: There you go. Do you remember the worst concert you ever attended? Um. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say this. Yeah, I, I mm. do, and it was probably it. <laughs> It was probably the most disappointing contest or concert because I loved the band back then, but then when I went to see it, I was absolutely disappointed. Um, and it was a rat concert. You remember, oh, yeah. I remember rat round and round, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I was most geeked up for that concert. But when I went, I was the most disappointed because, uh, they weren't as good in concert as I thought they should be. There um, you go. Yeah, so so there you go. I've been to a lot of great
0: concerts, though. That was probably my my most disappointing. Well, uh, we've got just a couple minutes left. I know before you've got to get out of here. So, um, where's the worst place you've ever had to cook? Really stands out in your mind. Um, I will say two of them.
1: One was in Demopolis, Alabama, at Christmas on the River in December. It was a competition. And I was doing a whole hog in competition for the first time or second time. And it was probably, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 degrees outside mm-hmm. with wind blowing. And, um, and I was curled up beside it. Was, and we're cooking on a Texas-style indirect cooker. And we spent the night in a chair beside the firebox <laughs> <online> to, <laughs> <laughs> to, keep, to keep warm. Okay. The second time was at Jack Daniel's World Barbecue Championship, and uh, it started pouring down rain in the middle of the night, and two of our tents collapsed. Oh, mm. We were supposed to be putting on all of our meat and getting to work and getting up for the day. Two tents collapsed, and, and yeah, we had through it through pouring rain. And a, and a river formed and started running through our site. So we were probably shin deep in water and uh, soaking wet
0: with no cover. That's okay. rough. Okay, one last question, and I know I'll get a real quick answer out of this. Have you ever cooked in a thunderstorm or a snowstorm in your underwear? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> as a matter of fact, that funny story, in, in Jack Daniels, thunderstorm. And uh, my son Jacob was in a sleeping bag, and I told him he would stay you stay warmer in a sleeping bag. Anybody that that stays outdoors and camps knows that you need to strip off your clothes in the sleeping bag, strip down to your skibbies, or else when you get out of the sleeping bag, it's going to be freezing cold. You want to put on warm clothes. So when the tents collapsed, he was in his underwear. And I was crawling out of the back of my truck in my underwear. So that, that night started out. Uh, we we're in our underwear soaking wet in a thunderstorm barbecue. There yes, you, it's happened.
0: There wow. you go. There you go. Well, Chris, I know you got to jump on another call yep. here, but <clears throat> thank you for putting up with this nonsense today. And we really, really appreciate it.
1: And hopefully we'll see you next week.
0: We'll see you both soon. Take there care.
1: All right. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Chris. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening to After Hours. I appreciate it. And Leanne and I will be back next week when we get back from Texas. Right. Yep. There you go. Take care, everybody.